good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 44 of the Restricted Zone podcast. It's a lot of basketball. It's a lot of things that's been going on beside the NBA Finals behind the scenes. We can't wait to dive into it. Can't wait to dive in it even more with my fellow co-hosts. Chris, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. What's good, everybody? All right. Appreciate it. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Always. Likewise. Lodge, introduce yourself, man. What's good, everybody? Hope everybody having a good day. Likewise. Magic, introduce yourself, man. What's up, Colin? Thanks for having me today. All right. It's a lot of basketball as of as of the time of this recording is July 20th. So the Suns and the Bucks have a game today. It could be a potential ending for the Suns, or it could be a path for them to write a really great historic comeback and then win it all in game seven at their home. Game seven is at Phoenix's home, I believe. Am I correct? Is game seven would be at yeah, game six is in Milwaukee tonight, then uh, right. game seven is in Phoenix. Right. If, if it happens. Right, if they do. So now, with that being said, today is a critical game for both teams. One side wins, they win the championship. One side wins, they have to win another game just to be able to clinch the title. So I want to ask my fellow co-hosts here. First, I want to ask some as well. Watching this NBA Finals, there have been kind of people rating the entertainment of the NBA Finals because, you know, no one really had these two teams well, besides the Bucks, but really everyone was on the team Nets, like Mar. Everyone was on the Nets, so it was the Sixers. So no one really saw these two teams going up there. So I want to ask my fellow goals, besides the entertainment value of the NBA Finals, what were some of the key things you were able to take away from watching the games? What were some of the things that surprised you, what disappointed you, whether it was the player or team? I want to start off with uh, Chris first. So, Chris, why don't you give me your thoughts on the NBA Finals overall, and what's your prediction on whether or not who's going to win? I mean, I well, to go back to what I originally predicted, I predicted the Suns were going to win at six or seven, but I don't, I don't have them winning tonight. So, I think the Bucks are going to clinch their title since 1971. I think it is. That's well, because I, I, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I mean, the last time they were in Milwaukee, what happened? Devin Booker went off, but who, who was the rest of the team? That is true. And and when some for some reason, don't know why, but for some reason, when it goes to Milwaukee, Chris Middleton just turns into seems like it's Michael Jordan. He just plays out of his mind. So <laughs> being for being in front of that environment, and they're gonna and the crowd's gonna be loud and crazy. I just don't, see, I just don't think that the Suns will be able to overcome that. And I'm not saying that they won't compete, but honestly, I feel like Chris Paul might be their um, downfall. I don't know what has been going on with him in game, but like in game three or four, he did not look like the Chris Paul that we saw in game one of the series. He hasn't looked like that Chris Paul since game one, actually. Yes. And we're at game six now, back in, in away territory. Now, if this man really, really wants his ring, he's going to need to step up in a huge way. I'm not, I'm not even mad at Devin Booker. Devin Booker, and put in a situation where I, he's stepped up higher than I thought he was going to already, especially when he had, was when he put up the 40 points in a loss in Milwaukee. So I know he's going to come out and, and do what he has to do. I feel like he's going to go for 30 or 40 again. But if Chris Paul doesn't step up, then it's, it's not going to happen. I think the biggest surprise for me from this finals, I'm not even going to say it has to do with what I've seen. It, it most has to do with um, – what I've seen, like, from the reaction of what I've seen. So I know, like, going on social media and stuff, a lot of people are wondering who should 
get this Finals MVP if the Bucks win between Middleton and Giannis. Now, before I, I go into any of that, I, I'm going. I think it should be Giannis just based on the fact that he has been averaging like what 30, 31, and twelve the entire series. But people want to give it to Chris Middleton because of the fact that he's been stepping up in the big games and he's been basically the the clutch gene for the. Clutch gene for the Bucks down the stretch in the past couple of games. Like he was in game five with the free throws, even though he missed one, he still made a big free throw. Game four, when he scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. So I think that's probably been the biggest takeaway I've gotten from this. Just the fact that there's a lot of, um, I guess, debate about who should get this finals MVP. Well, I feel like there shouldn't really be a debate because there wasn't a debate when LeBron and Kyrie were in the finals together. And, Le- and Ky- I mean, LeBron, I mean, everybody knew LeBron was the best player on the team. But Kyrie also put up 41 points in that Game 5 victory, and he hit the game-winning shot in Game 7. But nobody was went on Twitter and was saying Kyrie should have won Finals MVP, or not a lot of people. Everybody knew it was going to be LeBron. So it, I just find that funny. So I guess that would be my biggest takeaway from this Final Series. But I'm glad it's competitive because we haven't really seen a competitive Finals since 2016. And it's just – it's fun. It's – it, it's enjoyable to see, even though I haven't been like keeping track of it as much as I wanted to, because it's, I felt like this whole playoffs itself hasn't been hasn't really lived up to the standards. I am happy with the fact that the Finals is going to six and five seven games, but I don't think it's going to seven games. I think it's over tonight. You think it's over? There? Okay, you made a pretty fair analysis. You made some key points. Uh you actually talked about the and I remember in the beginning you felt like the entertainment of the NBA Finals wouldn't be nearly as good now. So to see you come back around and say the entertainment has been pretty good. Definitely due to the fact that Hadley's tended to five, six, seven games. So, Kyrie, uh, the same question for you. Just tell me, you know, what you take away from the finals and practically, you know, what surprised you and what, you know, disappointed you overall about the finals so far and who do you have winning and winning in that NBA championship? What's your thoughts, Kyrie? Yeah, so the finals have been fun to watch and competitive uh, so far. Uh, I'm not going to lie, after the first two games at Phoenix where they went on and they, they spanked them, I honestly thought the series was over. So, and then after Milwaukee went came back and they won the, the next three games, it, it kind of makes you think the series is over now, and which is kind of, I feel like the momentum is like pretty much in their in their favor at this point. So I, I do see them winning tonight. One of the main things uh, that stuck out to me, though, was Drew Holiday's step up from game four and game five when he was just super aggressive and he was making Chris Paul work on both ends. And I felt like that was something he needed to do, like, throughout the entire series. Um, I don't think he he shouldn't have waited until the series was tied up at two to, to turn up like that offensively. Defensively, he's still been doing his thing. But uh, also uh, the fact that Chris Middleton is stepping up, I think he's averaging, like, 26 points per game so far in the finals. It just alleviates a lot off of Giannis, who, who came in dealing with a knee injury. So he needed that. And um, it just balances out perfectly because everybody's moving off the ball and everybody's getting into an offensive rhythm, which they need around a guy like Giannis. They can't all just sit there and, walk, and, and ball watch like they're, like they're used to doing. So I think that switch they made right there was, uh, was something big in, in their momentum switch. And that, that's, part of, that's part of the big reason why I've seen them win it tonight. Another thing is I really want to see DeAndre, if DeAndre Ayton steps up a lot more tonight. Um, he's doing a lot of the, like, he's doing a lot of the dirty work and he had tangible, he's putting up damn near 14 boards, uh, averaging over, stealing a block a game, but I, I need him to give me more to 15 points a game and just be more, uh, offensive or aggressively when going like, uh, Brooke Lopez, even when he has Giannis on him, cause they got to get Giannis in the foul trouble. Mm, that's true. No, 
that's definitely some great points. Man, Kyrie, you was rocking with the Suns from round one. I was, I was, bro. No, they they, they turned into a different team on me. <laughs> I was hoping you tough it out and pick the Suns, man. But all right, we're gonna move on to Lodge. So Lodge, what's your thoughts overall on the NBA Finals? You know, and what was the the best moments of the NBA Finals? What was the thing that really stood out to you in the NBA Finals? And what was some of the things that you know disappointed you? Whether it was the players, the teams, and who do you have winning and possibly winning? Uh, the NBA championship. What's your thoughts, Lodge? So overall for the finals itself, I, I had fun watching it, but I also been stressed kind of because I've kind of brought my like personal like opinion or not opinion, but feeling into into the finals. I, I honestly wanted CP to get his ring because I felt like he definitely deserved it for all this time he, he kind of put in in the league. But like pretty much everybody's saying so far, I do have the Bucks winning tonight because I just feel like at this point, I feel like the Suns are just drained. I think they put all in – I think they put all their chips in, like, probably game two more than – like, actually game four. Because game four, they had that game. But they ended up choking at the – I think that was a game Chris Paul ended up fumbling off of nothing off air and half court right. sent when he came down the court. Yes. So I feel like that game honestly made it like – that kind of was like the end-all, be-all right there. And that was a game they were supposed to take me be up 3-1. So tonight I do have the Bucks, but – Back to the finals as a whole, it's been great. And with some of the best moments, obviously you have the two blocks by Giannis. You got the one they, – they the first one they uh he had, they tried to compare it to the Brown one. But, honestly, the second one, the one he had on Aiton, when the one he quote-unquote apparently didn't even know he was going to block it, that was like probably the, one of the best finals plays I've ever seen in my life. So that That is true. That is true. That's just – that's very – that's definitely something you look back 10 years, 20 years now. Man, that, that did went down in the NBA Finals. So, definitely another great points uh, you made about the NBA Finals. Uh, listen, Mar, your Nets not in the Finals. I know you was disappointed about that. But now, who are you rooting for to get that first title? What were some of the biggest takeaways for you? What disappointed you? What in teams of the individual success or teams overall play? Go ahead, man. Um, well, first two games, I was liking what I saw from Phoenix because I wanted Phoenix to win. I wanted them to get it done. And then Chris Paul turned into Clippers Chris Paul. He just Clippers Chris Paul. <laughs> he need like he, he listen, he 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 said himself. Some people are built for this moment, some people, some people shy away. And he looks like he's shying away. I mean, he's Ooh. not the only one. I mean, DeAndre Aiden had what like under 10 points in one game. Devin Booker, he hit he hit the three over Drew Holiday, then then and then gives it up to Drew Holiday. Like, I mean, they just they 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 were supposed to win the last game. They were all they had to do was rebound. They didn't no, get half the rebounds, and it wasn't even like Giannis was down there because Giannis only had nine rebounds, and he had like seven going into the fourth quarter. So, I just felt like what I'm taking away is that the Bucks clearly want this more. Sure do. The Bucks clearly want this more. Devin Booker can only do but so much. And, I mean, last game, Giannis showed me. Giannis gave me some Ben Simmons uh, vibes when he missed the free throw and back-tapped it. You're at one point in the finals, and you missed the free throw. You're only at one point. You back-tap it to Chris Middleton. What if somebody would have came out of nowhere and an easy, fast break or a foul happens or a loose ball foul because you want to tip the ball because you're too scared to shoot free throws? So, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's, it's, 
it's a lot more experience that needs to be like they they have a lot they have a lot more to learn during this final. So going forward again so that they can get back. Because at this rate, the way they're playing, they they shouldn't even be there. The way they're playing. They're playing like they don't want to be there. Like they got there by mistake. And that's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, so, well, I mean, Mark, I want to I want to touch on that statement you just said is very important. So a lot of people due to the recent play of the Suns feel like, you know, it's, you know, of course the Suns got to the finals due to a lot of injuries happening to some of the key players on the key teams. Yeah, and, I was never sold on them. I said right, that. Yeah, right. You did say that in episode. So that's why a lot of people now are seeing some of the weaknesses that are being you know, it's experience. Most of it's really experience because none of these, all of these guys beside Chris Paul, not even Chris Paul himself has been to the finals, even though he's been in the league 16 years. So it's really shown itself in the finals. And I can see why people are like, yeah, you know, maybe the Bucks got this. But honestly speaking, you guys each made some great points. I want to ask one final question for all of you before I switch on to the next topic. Now, which team between the Suns and Bucks, who do you think if whoever loses this finals, do you think the team that does lose, do you think they ever have an opportunity to go back in the finals considering what's coming up in the next season? I mean, from the, you know, from the East or West, you know, the Warriors are coming back, Clay comes back or the East. Like, what's your thoughts? I'm going to swing that to uh, uh, Mark first, actually. So who do you think? So who um, to be honest, neither. Like, So you don't think neither. Okay. I mean, like, they both got there. Like, listen, the Bucks barely beat a wobbling James Harden and Kevin Durant. So, and the Suns happened to beat a team that all had an injury. Every team had an injury that they played. So, I really, really don't see either one of them getting back there. So, now, that- like in a couple seasons, or at least confidently, like not confidently. I don't go into the season confidently saying. The Bucks and the Suns can go to the championship. It's not like it's not a sure thing. Okay, okay, Chris. I saw you unmute uh, uh, your mic quick. Uh, you looking for a response? I'm gonna swing it to you. What do you think between those? He's oh, absolutely right. Like you said, neither one of them, neither one of them played a healthy team whenever they got to when they got deep into the playoffs. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks went up against the Atlanta Hawks. They weren't even healthy. Who thought the Atlanta Hawks were going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year? Regardless of that. And like you said, they barely got past Kevin Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets squad who lost Kyrie in the series and James Harden was nowhere close to himself. And for the Suns, like you said, every team they played had an injury, had an injured player. Like when Anthony Davis was healthy and playing that series, the Lakers were up in the series. Okay. If Jamal if Jamal Murray played plays with the Nuggets, they have another shot creator. So Jokic isn't doesn't have to worry about doing everything by himself. He has another shot career. He has another playmaker on the court. If Kawhi Leonard, if Kawhi Leonard played for the Clippers, who knows what could have happened? Mm. And, and just to make everything worse, that I'm just thinking about from what Chris Paul said. I, I don't even I just don't bring I just remember he had a quote. I remember it was during the playoffs of the regular season. I know it was this year when he talked about how in the fourth quarter some people step up big and some people don't. Well, my question is. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> but that's like that's just my question. But like Mars said, I don't like these teams made it because of injuries. Like literally, they just they got lucky that their teams didn't suffer any significant major injuries, and they played teams who suffered major injuries on their team. So mm-hmm. could you? I mean, 
it's cool they made it. It's cool one of them gonna get a championship because of it. But that's like that's like saying like like when comparing it to the 2019 finals with the t- Raptors and the Warriors. Like yeah, the Raptors won, but who knows what would happen if KD and Klay Thompson didn't get hurt. Well, I mean, if they were hurt, I think everyone knows the Warriors definitely win that. Now, how that's many- what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and even without Kawhi Leonard, where the Raptors do the next year after that? Mm. I, mean, I know he's a big part of the team, but what do they do the next year after that? that? It's just like, it's just stuff like that. Right. I mean, injuries are just, injuries are part of the game, but it, you just can't look past how, even though they beat this team, look who they didn't play. And it's not like they, it was a role player. Or just like a regular player, like it would be different if the Lakers lost like somebody like Caldwell Pope. They lost mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. They lost their second best player. It'd be different for the Nets if they if somebody like Jeff Green maybe got hurt, and he was hurt. He didn't play all the series. Mm-hmm. That's different. It was James Harden and Kyrie Irving. That's still like, a formidable. That's still a formidable duo though in itself. Right. That's what, but that's what I'm saying though. They beat teams who lost not who didn't lose role players. They lost. They're one of their top three players. They both of these teams, B teams, who lost one of their top three players, basically. All right, that's fair. That's fair. You made some great points. I mean, lies. Do you co-sign the same uh, sentiments that Chris just explained? Do you feel the same way, or you feel a little bit differently towards that lodge? What's your thoughts on that? So I, I definitely do feel Chris and Mars point, but so. I do co-sign them, but I don't do it so aggressively because with that in that case, right? We pick and choose when like we we kind of bring up this point. Now I'm not saying you and like as in you and Chris and Mar, I'm not saying like you guys and like in, in, in like uh, specifically, but like in general, like a general mass is you go to the barbershop or you talk to your peoples or whatever, mm-hmm. and they talk about let's say the first championship the Warriors won when Brown uh, didn't play with none of his uh, co-stars. Hmm. Nobody brung that up kind of saying like, oh, people still hold Brown accountable to that because apparently he was up 2-1. Well, I mean, home, so. Tight time. But well, at the end of the day, the man didn't have what he needed, but people still uh, like kind of praise the Warriors for that and kind of down Brown for taking that L on one of his chips. Wait, so, so I feel I, like at the end of the day, with this case right here, I definitely co-sign for y'all. But the point of it is, I want to bring up my my counterpoint is that is like we kind of people kind of pick and choose when they use that kind of like logic, like, not 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 excuse or but yeah, logic about the injuries and all that. So now, I'm not now I'm not saying you're wrong, but based off the question that was asked, like saying do you think these teams can make it back to the finals? I'm just saying if the, we restart the playoffs and every team is healthy. I don't see any of these teams game making it to the finals. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wait, Lodge, I want to ask you, too, on your statement. So, did you feel like the Warriors wouldn't have had a shot to beat the Cavs the first go-round in the finals? Do you feel like that would have been a different outcome? Is that what you're trying to, like? I mean, put it this way. The man was up 2-1 going into home. That game he played at game four, he didn't have what? He didn't have Reed, K-Love, and he was stuck with Delavadova, Shump, JR, Mozgov, mm. I think maybe Tristan Thompson. Yeah, Tristan Thompson's on the team, yes. For the rest of the series. So right. it was just like, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> that might have been two in a row, for real, for real. That might, oh, all right. That, that might have been two in a row. He would have got that one and then beat bro, 73. Bro, it ain't, bro, it ain't no matter. It, it, it's not a matter. It's not a matter. <laughs> I, I was being humble about it. Yeah, I was being no, bro, bro, I mean, it, I, it's cool being humble, but it's not a matter. Like, come on now. 
<laughs> bro, bro, like you said, like like you said yourself, Brown won two games by himself. So why couldn't he win two more with help this time? Mm, that is true. That is true. Okay. Okay. I like but this. See, but my bad. I kind of veered off on the the, 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 the direct question. But no, no, I don't see them going to the finals either team next year. Mm, okay. But you can't count them out, though, bro. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, well, the Suns, I really don't know how to look at them because how many, how many, because look, look what's going to happen, right? We're going to restart to the next regular season and guess what's going to happen again? What? Same exact thing. Somebody going to go missing somewhere, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, around the world, whatever. Somebody big going to get hurt. Kawhi, I guess what? Kawhi ain't, I guarantee Kawhi ain't coming back till after All Star break. Guaranteed. So that's when I won right there already. So it's just like it's plausible, bro. It's, it's like, well, I mean, like you can't even because it's just like, yeah, in a, in a perfect world, if nobody gets hurt, cool. But like, you can't even say that with a professional sport because every year you're gonna see something crazy happen. Just like in football, Cam Akers just tore his Achilles off, off practice, right? Out for the season, type time that hurts bad. Hmm. So it's just like you can't. You just gotta work with what you gotta work with. So I'm just saying, like, you can't count them out at the end of the day. But in reality, yes, perfect world, nah. But wait, so wait, so I'm gonna swing it to Kyrie because I want to touch on what Lajé said, and I want to kind of use it for my next question when I'm about to ask you, Kyrie. So basically, he said, basically, we can't count out the Suns or Bucks, which I think is absolutely true. They're still formidable, uh, you know, teams inside the respective conferences. What I want to ask you is, who do you think besides O2, if you really had to come down to Kyrie? If you had to put your money on it, you had to bet, who would you think got a better chance of coming back into the finals? Because if you look at the Suns, in my opinion, how many years does Chris Paul have left? I'm putting aside a contract aside his age. So, you know, I don't know if the Suns could find a capable point guard again that can match D-Buck with DeAndre Ayton. So I'm still iffy on them, but I still think they'll make the playoffs. What's your thoughts otherwise, Kyrie? So me personally, I think it's going to be the Bucks just because the way they've been playing like the past couple years, like it's just it's been good enough to get them like to a certain point. And now we see it this year. It's been good enough to finally get them to a championship. And me personally, like like to, to answer the main question, I feel like, yeah, you can't count neither one of these teams out. But I, I'm going to say it's very unlikely. One, because like you brought up, Colin, with Chris Paul and the Suns, he's a free agent this year. Who says he even stays, you know? What if he tries to get some more money somewhere else and, and wants to end his career out somewhere else? Nobody knows yet. And I don't see uh, just yet. I don't see D book and DeAndre Ayton bringing, bringing that young teams themselves to the finals, unless they make like another big move to, to, to get another, like another all-star piece or another, another older vet that can help lead that team. Then on the Bucks case, even if they do somehow lose this finals, they drop tonight and they drop game seven and they, they do end up losing this finals, which they shouldn't. I still think they're going to bring back Mike Budenholzer. Mm. And I don't think if you bring back Mike Budenholzer, nothing's going to change. Nothing changed. Because they, they've been the same team for the past three, four years. Okay. So it, it got them to the finals this year, and it could be attrib- uh, attributed to the, uh, to the injuries like everybody brought up. But me personally, I don't, like, I don't, I don't look at in, like, injuries like and they happen. It, it's something that happens to me. It's uncontrollable. So I, I don't really like – I don't. That doesn't really hold too much weight to me. You you, you got to fight with what you got to fight with. That's fair. Oh. That's fair. 
I agree with you. 110%. So you so for your finals prediction, you have the 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 Bucks. Yeah, so I, I originally had the Suns. Yeah, I had the Suns winning the six. But from what I've seen now, I, I got the Bucks winning, taking it home tonight. They're at home. Chris Middleton, like Chris said, he always snaps when, he, when he's at home. They just been seeming to have it click in the last couple games offensively. So I, right. I, just, I just think they take it home tonight. I see you in this decision. Yes, you hear here, folks. All my co-hosts believe the Bucks close it out. They finally won their title since 1971. Am I correct? Since 1971, they won their first title. Yeah, they thank you. Reem and, and the big O. Wasn't even – we well, none of us was born. So, putting that aside, let's go to the next stop. We go to the Olympic teams now. So, you know, a lot of controversy with the Olympic team this year regarding whether – who 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 came? Who they let onto the team, and also the loss that they did. so they lost to Nigeria, but they did recently had a, had a W. They had just beat they had beat Spain in the final game before the Tokyo Olympics. I mean, but Nigeria, what they did was absolutely embarrassing. Also, they hired they put Javale McGee onto the team. Uh, a little bit controversy there over Christian Wood, Chris's man's right there. So I mean, I want to swing it to Chris first. So you know, what's your thoughts about the Olympic teams? And do you even think they'll have a chance to actually compete for gold? And what do you think about the additions of who they brought on? You know, JaVale McGee, Keldon Johnson. Just what's your thoughts on that? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to try to make this short. Um, I think – I'm not um, – I'll start with the additions. I'm not necessarily mad that they brought either Kel, Keldon Johnson or JaVale McGee to the team. Because at the end of the day – JaVale McGee over what, Christian Wood, though? You got to let me finish. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, let me finish. Now, just think about this. I know JaVale McGee is a clumsy player, but ever since he went to Golden State, he's been a solid big who does what he's supposed to do. Grabs rebounds, put back dunks, put back blades, whatever that may be, gets you blocks. You know what that reminds me of in terms of Olympic play for the USA team? Tyson Chandler. Was Tyson Chandler that guy? No. He was a big man. And in the Olympics for USA, what we've always had since we've let NBA players play since they, they've let NBA players to play in the Olympics uh, is a, it's a solidified big man. Now, I like Bam Adebayo. I do. He's mm-hmm. a great player. But he's not a solidified big man, and it showed against both Nigeria and Australia because mm-hmm. he wasn't the presence down low that they needed. And if, if they weren't getting those open threes around the perimeter, they were driving like like there was nobody in there. So, Javim McGee's going to add like a, a presence. Now, could we have gotten somebody better in terms of big men, yes, but something's better than nothing. So I'm not really mad that at the Devere McGee pickup. Kelvin Johnson, just another player you can bring off the bench. I'm not really mad at that either. Where my frustration comes into play is just the fact that I know a, a lot of these players on this USA team are new. A lot of them are new to are, are new to Olympic games. I don't think Damian Little. I think Damian Little was maybe with or was with the the FIBA champ with the FIBA team. I don't know if he was ever with the Olympic team though. I know. Jason Tate was with the FIBA team when they lost. I know Chris Middleton, when he comes over, he was with the FIBA team. So a lot of players don't really have Olympic experience. But with that being said, there's no way that we should be losing to teams like Nigeria and Australia. I'm not, and I'm not even taking anything away from the chance of that, but like just for the case for Australia, from as long as I can remember watching Australia play, they've always had they've had two good players and they're about to have three. The third one's going to be Ben Simmons, along with Andrew Bogut and Patty Mills. Now, Ben Simmons decided not to play. And last time I checked, Andrew Bogut doesn't play anymore. 
I know Joe Ingles is over there, but compared to Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, I'm not worried about him. He's not a threat. So how do we lose to that? And Matisse Thibel, he's a cool player, but he shouldn't be that much of a difference maker for us to lose. And with Nigeria, yeah, they got they got a calm five, six players that play in the league, which is great. That means that the countries around the USA are improving basketball-wise. But, bring, but just think about it. When they play in the NBA, they're role players. On the NBA team, we have legitimate all-stars and two superstars and Kevin Durant and Dame Lewis. But, I mean, before Bradley Bill left, all solid, solidified all-star. Um, who else am I thinking of? Tatum, solidified all-star. Zach Levine, solidified all-star now. So, like, we have the talent. And I don't necessarily think that we need, like, the best of the best from the USA to, from the USA to compete and win the Olympics. We don't because the USA has so much talent. We don't we we can let people like LeBron and them sit and we should be okay. Or we should. But the way that we that I saw them play, they don't really have any cohesive. I know they're still trying to get their cohesiveness together. I know it's been a short period of time, but like compare pop system compared to Coach K system when it comes to the USA, they can Coach K they were coming out the gate snapping on people, coming out the gate. Now I know he sometimes had better players, but look at twenty sixteen. A lot of people didn't a lot of people declined to go to the Olympics, which is why we had people like Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, uh, Harrison Barnes, of all people, on, on the USA team. But what happened at the end of the day? We still won gold. So it shouldn't be anything different from this. I think – and I don't, I'm don't. i still going into the Olympics confident that the team is can win gold. But just from looking how they play exhibition games, and I didn't see the last one against Spence, so I'm not really sure the impact Javel McGee has had on the team so far, but he's going to be the X factor in this entire Olympics, in my opinion. If he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, like I said, defend the, defend the rim at all costs and get every rebound that you see, if he doesn't do that, USA is not going to win. Because I heard this on first take. I remember watching this on first take with Max and Steve were talking about it. They said that in past, the teams that the USA will play would try to match up with the USA. The USA is now matching up with these other teams, which is which is what we shouldn't be doing. So that's true. I feel as though that I'm still confident they can win gold, but they are at a great chance of being upset by somebody. It's going to be 2014 Olympics all over. I said 2014, the 2004 Olympics all over again. 2004, Nice. Kyrie, I want to swing it. I, I want to swing it to you. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so as far as like picking up Joe Javel McGee, I had like the, like I had like the shock, I guess reaction like that everybody else did at first, but uh, thinking about it and hearing Chris actually break it down and comparing him to Tyson Chandler for that 2012 team makes me happy. Being a Knicks fan, I remember the good old days of Tyson Chandler, but I, it makes sense because when you look at the first game that Team USA plays. They're playing against France, and they have Rudy Gobert down there, who's a difference maker in the paint, whether he's in the NBA or whether he's playing overseas. It doesn't make a difference. So being that the size uh, disadvantage that we had at first, that was the first thing I questioned with Bam Adebayo being our only center. So I think Team USA seen that, and they seen the size that some of the teams are, that are like they're rolling out there, like like Spain and like Argentina. They they realized they had to put up some size, and picking up Javel McGee might have not been everybody's first choice. But you got to remember, they could have been – they could have asked guys. The guys could have been turning it down. They could have asked the Julius Randle. He could have turned it down. Or they could have asked the Christian Wood. And he might have turned it down. 
because simply because they might have been coming in too late and it could have been chemistry issues. Who, who knows? Or they had other things going on this summer. But I think exactly. it makes sense. That's a fair point. So I think it makes sense. It could like like we said, there could have been better moves. But as far as him and as far as Calder Johnson, they picked up some athletic defenders that's that's going to grind and that's going to make it hard on a lot of the uh, a lot of other teams. Um, given the given a few minutes that they are going to get behind the stars, so it, it's it was a sensible move as far as Team USA performance wise. They gotta they gotta show me a lot more because what I've seen in the in the three exhibition games it didn't really sell me. They just seemed like they they weren't clicking and they, that that chemistry wasn't there. Maybe it helps when they when they get Booker and, and when they get Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Maybe having those scores and having that ball, and having that floor general helps them out a little bit and calms things down. But that, that's still that's still to be seen. So there's still and there's some countries out there, like I said, France, Spain, Argentina, even Italy, Luka Doncic over Slovenia. That even though they don't might they might not have the NBA talent, they still have like they, they still have a lot of good players and they still have that that cohesiveness and, and chemistry that can sneak up on a team like us that's not suspecting them. That is okay. Yo, Ray. You who Boban play for? Uh <laughs> I, think, well, I don't know. I don't know where Boban from. I don't remember. But all of I think I seen one game, bro. He ain't Boban in the league. Oh, out over his way, he that bull over there. I ain't even gonna hold you. Serbia. He played for Serbia. Serbia. Yeah, and they got and they got a couple other bulls from the league too. Wait, he's from, from Serbia Canberra. too. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Bro, I seen a couple of games over here in a couple of exhibitions. It's bro, he's tough. Lot, he's tough, bro. Overseas. I don't know what it is, but I guess he got the green light over there. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's some teams that could really sneak up on us, bro. That's why I'm not like. That's why I'm not 100. No, I mean, compared from 04 to obviously 2020 now, uh, 2021, obviously the country's basketball skills and developments definitely transcended what it was in 04. So definitely, sure. it's not miles ahead USA now, where it's like you're looking back and everyone's in the dust. It's like no. So you mean not. to tell me that when we play Serbia, we gotta go up against Boban Tallas and Nikola Jokic? <laughs> That's a scary sight, though. I don't think, not, not, I don't not, think Jokic is playing, is he? No, he, he backed up. Oh, oh thank God. Up. Oh, thank God. I don't yeah. think they're in it. I don't think Just wait, it. though. Just wait. There's <laughs> probably going to be in, probably one more Olympics like that. Mm. Where they probably going to all send, they, they don't send the old truth, bro. It's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy. We're going to get tested. These, yo, these next few Jones, we're going to get tested, bro. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. No, we are. Most definitely. Yes, sir. Wait, Kyrie, finish finish what you had to say, and I swing it to uh, uh, the Lodge. No, I said everything I had to say. You I, had to, you said. I said everything I had to say. Yeah, you can swing it. All right, Lodge. So tell me, man. So you you pretty hyped for uh, not USA, honestly. You're not very hyped for USA. I can see you're very <laughs> hyped for the other countries. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, because it's just it's now it's just way more interesting now because you see how like. Cause, cause honestly, they they literally they literally, yo, they literally made that roster thinking it was all cool, and I knew it wasn't from the jump. It wasn't cool, yo. It wasn't cool. They Thank played you. with it. Thank they you. played with it real heavy, and they thought it was cool. And I'm sorry, I love Katie to death, <laughs> but he needs somebody else older, bro. Cause he can't. He need to be in his own world. He don't need to be in everybody else's, bro. I'm telling you right now, he don't. I I don't. He like he need to be his own own man out there doing his thing. There's nobody out there like that. Dame, maybe, but even him, he he trying to get to it. He ain't worried about everybody else. Well, 
I, so mean, I feel like this this squad is honestly a mashup. And to the point of the additions, you got to remember. So apparently they, they tried to do Tobias, but he was overseas somewhere for his birthday and he wasn't NBA. He wasn't in shape no more. So a lot of these guys, they probably offered either they was out somewhere, they wasn't in shape or they probably declined it. So you got to work what you got to work with. So. Yeah. And not to, not to cut you off, Lord, now that I think about it, Zach Levine back in the COVID protocols again, like he was at the end of the season. Yep. So and 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 then that's gonna hurt because I think, well, I think he gonna he gonna end up coming back because Jeremy came back too. Well, like, yeah. You know, well, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant, yeah. He well, Jeremy Grant didn't go any through uh, uh, COVID protocols, did he? He, uh, did. he did. I think he it was a couple did. of days before. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. He ended up coming back. Okay. So. Right, man. All right. So it really is 2004 all over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just, that's what you put in the oh, league. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Good, good luck. That's listen, good, hold on a sec. Let me swing it to Magic Mart. So listen, Mart, everyone's not even looking too optimistic about Team USA. I mean, you want to shed some light or you still, you know, you you don't want to be on the dead horse. Talk to me, Mark. I don't know what else I can say at this point. <laughs> I said it all. I mean, I don't feel 2004, 2004. Yeah, like I don't I don't feel any there's no there's nothing different to say because like I yeah, like just 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 see just look at the names on the roster. And <laughs> that's 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 just a start. That's just a start. <laughs> That's I got name. one more thought. I got one more thought because I just, I don't know if anybody else peeps this, but you know the worst. The, there's the worst part of all this is that, and all the the Olympics I've seen that I can remember, just especially from 2008 to now, I'll say, I can always remember one game during the Olympics or one or two games where USA somewhat showed their vulnerability, like like teams were close to closing the gap and actually had some confidence in beating them. But at the end of the day, what did the USA do? Whoever that may be, Brian, Paul, Chris Paul, Kobe, whoever the case was, they would end up getting their heads on straight and start turning up. Mellow. Guy. <laughs> Mellow. Yo, I, the, first whatever game, the, case, <laughs> the one game right, that came to mind. King USA. I don't care. The one game that come to mind for me is that championship game in, in, against Spain in 2012. Right. When they was, they right, was, yeah. yo, Marcus Saul and Pau Gasol was killing us, bro. They were yeah. murdering us. Yeah. I thought right, it was but, over. But what, Right, but what happened at the end of the day, though? Yeah, Who stepped yeah. up when they were supposed to step up? And yeah, so why were we the best country when it comes to basketball? Even in, even in 2016, I believe it was Serbia. USA only beat about uh, by six points, maybe. Like, they could have lost that game. But sure. you look at it now, they've already shown the vulnerability, and the Olympics haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, so now countries are really going to go into this into games against USA and be like they're gonna be feeling real good. You like it's crazy how much confidence every other country that is the USA has now that they've that Nigeria and Australia beat them because now they all just show they're beatable, they're vulnerable. 
that's a, that's a conference rules for everybody else. Cause I know every country is sick of us winning all the Yo, time. you know what's well, funny? Yo. They Yo, definitely you know are sick of us. <laughs> Yo, we didn't even mention we Canada. They might Canada be on Canada. If Canada brought the whole squad, it would have been over, bro. I guarantee you. That's the team I'm scared of. Bro, hold on. Wait, you don't you don't even know the names. Jamal Murray, hey, Andrew Wiggins. Like, come on, uh, now. Hey, Gills, uh, who is it? Uh, yeah, Joseph is the backup point guard. I think who's it? I think Tristan Thompson. Thompson. Hold up, hold up. Uh, That's because they got a team full of pros doesn't make them scared. You just named two players who I'll, who I'll be scared of. That's Jamal Murray and Shaq. Right. And I'm guess who we lose it to? Tristan Thompson. But we're, we're losing we to Joe Ingles, though. Losing to Del Vadova and Matisse Thibel, bro. What do we like? Come on. <laughs> bro. Okay. So, 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 question, question, question. If that's the case about Canada, how come they haven't made the Olympics yet then? I'm still waiting on that. Ooh. That's a good they didn't, none of their players played. Okay. I get, listen, but. But we were talking about Canada for a while. Like, I've been waiting on Canada to make the Olympics since Andrew Wiggins got there. RJ Barrett's on the team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. See? That's just, listen. Oof. Like I said, I've been waiting for Canada since Andrew Wiggins got drafted. So I'm hey. still be waiting on him. Right, wait, oh, wait. I want to, since you mentioned it. So, oh, wait, 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 lie. So, would it you just got started. Back wait. then, Andrew Wiggins only had what? <laughs> the fucking, uh, Alexander Brothers was what in seventh grade when he got drafted. He ain't had no, he ain't no spot yet. He had Corey Joseph, Corey Joseph as unk, and then that was it. Yeah, now they got a Bennett. squad. Now, now they got a no. Hey, chill out. Hey, don't, 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 don't say his name ever again. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't even. First of all, he's on the squad too, and I don't know why, bro. He yeah. got that Canadian clout, bro. That's all he needs. Holy <laughs> wow! Hell no, bro. Hell no. All right, listen. So we're going to go on to the next topic. Even though this was very enjoyable, I love everything about it. We got to move on to the next topic. So right now, obviously, as a head coach in the professional basketball league, it's a very, very tough. Uh, you get a lot of blame, whether you, you know, right or wrong, whether it's fair or not. And the head coach position is definitely one of the most important positions, obviously, besides the point guard position, because that's the extension of the coach. So it's been a lot of recent hirings, a lot of move arounds. Uh, you got Jason Kidd. I think he's the coach for the Mavericks. Nah, I think he is the coach for the Mavericks, I believe. Am I correct? Yeah, Jason Kidd went to the Mavs. Head coach of the Mavs. We see Chauncey Billis to the Blazers. Uh, there's a lot of stuff moving around. A lot of coaches are making moves around. I want to swing this up to Mar first. So what was what was a coach that was hired or signed to you that really surprised you and you thought might be very effective for that team, whether it's – the coach is playing. Yeah, he cut out. But uh, uh, go. Pro proceed. Yeah. I got um Jason Kidd going to the Mavericks because one, I think Jason Kidd is gonna like put the emphasis on the Luca and uh Przingis, even though I really don't have any faith in Przingis anymore. I feel like he can really out of any coach, I feel like he's the he's the right coach to use Luca and uh Przingis. Personally, because I like Lucas, so I'm kind of biased on that one. But that's the one that really stood out to me. That I feel like that's going to go far. No, I mean, I'm going to go next. So I I like what you said about um, Jason Kidd, and I was thinking about him for a minute. And I'm not mad that the Mavericks hired him, but just from his last two stops, 
he was okay, but maybe being an assistant coach for a little bit might have given him some more experience. He might have learned something new that he can implement now being the head coach again. I would say I'm, I'm disappointed that somebody didn't get hired yet. Not sure if they will end up getting hired as a head coach. I'll say his name in a second. But I think the one I was – I, I was happy about two choices. I was happy that Ime Udoka from the Santa Spurs finally got a head coaching job with the Celtics. Yeah. Because so I, I felt like he's, he's been deserving of, of one for a while. So I'm glad he finally got the opportunity. And I'm really happy Willie Green finally got a chance to – to now we'll, we'll finally get a chance to showcase what he can do because – He's been with the he's been assistant coach like with the Warriors, now come with the Pelicans with Stanford Gundy squad. Now he's finally getting a chance to take the run. So I'm really excited to see what Willie I really, I really want to see what Willie Green will do. I am disappointed though that I haven't heard Sam Cassell get hired yet. And I'm still waiting on that. Mm. Now I think, no facts. I, think, I, think I, feel, I feel like the only reason he has not gotten hired yet is because Wherever Doc goes, Doc wants Sam Cassell. And I don't blame Doc for having, but obviously the the whatever the, the bag is Doc Rivers has Sam Cassell also at. But I feel like you can't blame that on Sam Cassell. I feel like he's I feel like he's earned his stripes to become a head coach in the league. I feel like he already should have been a head coach for okay. some team. Like for I I'm not mad that what's Unsold Jr got hired by the Wizards. And I know because of his dad's stuff, like it's a it's a it's a it's a great thing. It's almost like coming full circle. Cause his dad played his dad played for the Bulls now his son's coaching the Wizards. That's cool though. But Sam Cassett was assistant coach for the Wizards for for a little for a little bit now. How come he didn't get a call? Ooh, mm, mm, mm. You know what? And when he was the assistant coach, the Wizards were not bad. They were pretty they were a dark horse team. So how come he didn't get a phone call? That's all I'm saying. No, nah, that's yeah, fair. I definitely got a point. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off it real quick. Um, so I like uh, so me personally, I'm gonna go with the West Unsell Junior uh hiring for me simply because I think it was I, I think it was really classy. I, I do hear Chris out. Because I definitely think Sam Cassell should be a coach somewhere too, and I think he would have fit in well in DC, even in Boston. I think he should really should have got the job in Boston, but that's I'm, I'm gonna talk about that later. But I really like the the West Unsell uh, pickup by the Wizards, Sim, uh, simply because like everywhere he's gone, for the most part, he's seen like they, he's made some type of change. So he uh, when he was with the Wizards the first time back when they had Gilbert Arenas, he meant he he made sure they had a top, they had a top ten. Uh, offense his three years there and then when he got to denver later on at like around the time they got Jokic and jamal murray uh, jamal murray and gary harris and stuff like that they went from 28th in defense in the league to 10th in defense in the league so he has a track record of improving teams and improving improving their weaknesses by a large amount and i'm willing and i'm really like ready to see what the wizards have in store now whether they're going to get rid of uh Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal and just well, I I mean they need to I don't see that's why that's what I think that's what I think and I think that's why they, they went with a uh, not so much as young but a new coach like him because I feel like if they were trying to compete they wouldn't went, they wouldn't went after uh, I guess more of a, a veteran coach okay so yeah so I, I like the pick right there like I said I hear Chris out Sam Cassell I didn't even think about it for the Wizards but for the Celtics too I thought he would have been a really good coach um one that I'm really eager to see that I'm not super sure of is how Chauncey Billups is going to work out with Portland, though. 
because uh, I don't know if he's going to if that's still going to be enough to get Dame another superstar that he needs in Portland because I don't think he's leaving. Okay. So I, I mean, you yeah. don't you you wait, you don't think or you don't believe? I don't believe he's leaving. Okay. I don't. I think he's going to stay. I feel like he's he's in his Bradley. Him and Bradley Beal got the same mindset as far as where they are in their careers right now with their squads. I feel like Dame. I feel. So this is a question any any of you guys can answer. Do you think Dame will ever win a championship with Portland, or his only opportunity to win is if he leaves? He's got to go. Nope. He's got to go. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and don't get me wrong, I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. To, I respect it to the max amount because it's, it, you get very few players that do that. Right. You had, you had Dirk, Kobe, Timmy, mm-hmm. just to name a few. Mm-hmm. That stay with what the team that picked them up in the draft, and and, and they they stuck they stuck through with them and won a championship with them. So I, I always respect the player that does that, but it's just not going to happen in Portland unless Chauncey Billups and that front office is able to get Dame another star that that one is going to embrace that that squad, and two he's they're going to embrace playing alongside Dame Lillard, who's going to take up a lot of the shots to take up a lot of the offense, but they're still going to find ways to fit in or like defensively, which they really need help with. So that's asking for a lot right there. I don't know if it happens for him, but that's that's one of my biggest question marks as far as coaching pickups for me. All right, that's some pretty fair points. I mean, everyone else get an answer besides Lodge. I mean, Lodge, uh, you know, a lot of coaching movement going around the NBA. What was some of the best coaching hires in your opinion? Just what so you everybody pretty much took mine, but I <laughs> do want to point out, uh, not really. He already had the job, but he finally got, you know, his, his set in stone, you know, he, his five-year joint, which was Nate McMillan and uh, ATL, which I feel like is perfect because now I feel like Atlanta's able to kind of get over that hump now without, unfortunately, their, their previous coach, which they fired him, I believe, like a month like a month after he just had his baby or something like that, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, I feel like Nate, Nate is the perfect spot for them, perfect fit for them. And I feel like now, I feel like they're going to be a solidified, maybe top five seed for – actually, hold on. If they sign – if they re-sign John Collins, yeah, they good. But that, that that's another conversation. I don't want to talk about that right now. Right. We'll have that conversation in another episode. But that was a great analysis on your part on everyone's end. We're going to move on to the final topic of the episode of episode 44 of the Restricted Zone podcast. So right now, we're going to come up with some trade scenarios that would be beneficial for my team, the Beast in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers. Right? The Beast? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that, that, How you the Beast in the East, but y'all need a big press second round? Colin, why did you do that, yo? Hey, you knew. Hey, Chris, don't say nothing. You're a Kings fan. You're a Kings fan. Yo, no, 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 Stop, Kings fan. Stop. You're you're your re- team choke You're not relevant. You're not relevant. This is your team. You're, excuse me. We're, you're the, stop. You All know right. what you have no for right now? Let's <laughs> be a choke artist. I thought that'd be relevant to be known as choke artist. Chris, you might as well what? You might as well move to Sacramento. That's obviously you might as well get out. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You might as well take the six in Sacramento too. Where there's plenty. Why not? Why, why 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 would I take them there? <laughs> what's what's in Sacramento? I'm, what's in Sacramento? True. What's in Philadelphia? What's here? What the last fourteen years? Uh, come on, man, stop it. What have y'all done? What, have, what are the things of the last century? Then, if we talk about it, what are the things that's in two thousand one? My man said the century. 
What did you have the Sixers? Wait, wait. What? No, 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 no
okay, so if we can't find anyone in return for him, then what? If you can't find anyone in return, see, see, but see, there's not if you really can't find much, return. You said not you much. wanted to keep him. But it's not much. So who? All right, what trade scenario are you thinking of that could that could move Ben Simmons if we could get someone back for equal value? So Lodge said Malcolm, Malcolm. So who 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 are You're you? are not gonna get equal value, bro. Or or bro, here's close, how you drop. Close, close. So here's here's what I think. With Ben right. Simmons, there's two plays. Though I can't believe I'm going to say this. I really can't believe. This. But mm. there's three plays actually. That he could go, and one of them is being discussed. And guess what team that is, Colin? The good I know. Sacramento we, we we had we so, had to strike the proposal for you guys that could have benefited your future and changed your life, but obviously you guys. Oh, are so you, oh, so you want? Oh, so you, so, you, so, right, so, 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 wait, so it's okay. So instead of instead of a struggling Ben Simmons, you want a struggling Buddy Hill. That makes sense, right? So so well, right. Instead of, well, instead of a struggling Ben Simmons, you want well, a struggling sir. Buddy Hill. Well, I mean. In your guys' position, you should be glad to take anything because what have you guys accomplished the last 15 years? I, what know, have I, y'all accomplished the last 15 years? Play you talking about playoff appearance. Y'all don't need a regular season. A win. Y'all don't need a win in the regular season. Y'all have usually – Y'all don't win in the playoffs. Y'all have been the lottery in the past. Wait, Kyrie, wait, wait. They got the ninth pick in this year's draft. Yes, I'm going to this dog fight, bro. This yes or no, Kyrie. Yes or no, Kyrie. Man, I'm sorry. Man, I'm sorry. I'm I just thought of this. I just thought of this. The ninth pick in the draft. The losses. Sacramento Kings. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I'm just thinking, okay? You talk about my team not making the playoffs. What was the last time, time your team got past the second round? Because every time you got lost, it was either first or second round. Granted, we have not made it out the second round, but we have at least had considerable success in winning. What if you something you guys haven't done in the last 14 years? How is that success if y'all continuously I'm confused. Hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. What is success about that? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, You guys go to the lottery. What is success about going to the second round to lose? To be fair. Listen. What is successful about that? What's successful about you guys being in the lottery every year? I answered the question. I didn't answer the question. You did it. You just I said we had question. considerable success. We just How we is that been able to make it out the second round to the second round to lose? At what least we made about that. What did you guys do? I don't what is, no, what is successful about that? I'm just not understanding. You guys successful? have done nothing. No, no. When are you guys going to the playoffs? Answer the question. Bro, if you're not going to answer the question, stop talking to me about this, sir. If you're not going to answer my question, stop talking to me. What? I answer, what, repeat the question. No, you did not answer my question. What, question. I, I'm asking you again. Again, what is successful about continuously making it to the second round to lose? Y'all have done it for three well, straight okay. years, four straight years. All right, What's so successful yes, about that? I'm going to answer your question. We at least have the potential and the possibility of overcoming and making it past that second round because we do have the players and the coaching staff. Well, some of you guys hate Doc Rivers, uh, understandably so, but we have at least have opportunities to get out the second round. You guys don't even have an opportunity to make it out the lottery. You guys have been in this since 2000. I'm glad you said that. I got you. No, so question. I'm glad you said that. So question. Um, I'm it. Why, why did y'all fire Brett Brown? Why, why was Brett Brown fired? Uh, he because, wasn't hard. because he couldn't do what? He wasn't hard enough on the star players. Kind of calling right. them now, a little bit too much. What was now? Question: What was Brett Brown's peak in terms of success? Second Whoa. round, right before losing. So y'all yeah. hired Doc Rivers, a more yeah. experienced coach, to help y'all get over that hump. And what yeah. did y'all do this year again? We did not succeed. Second round exit. Absolutely. So what's successful about that again? Not well. Y'all got, got rid of a coaching staff to improve and still stay the same. So what's successful about that? Sir. 
at least yeah, I know what's, the, what's successful about that. It ain't no just we making the playoffs. The Hawks made the playoffs for like for almost a decade straight. They didn't get anywhere for some of the playoffs. What's successful about that? Okay, so now that you're done talking, sir, at least we have. I, I, I'm going he to. He can't, bro. He can't. I, I know he can't. He's going to say, at least we made the playoffs. You're going to keep saying, we at least we made the playoffs. That's not doing it if y'all keep getting to the same point and losing. That's not successful. If it but is, that's just. Point, but we still failure. have a chance to make it out and be successful. We uh, still. Colin, y'all were the number one seed and still lost. That's not successful. What's successful about that? Y'all the number one seed they make to the conference finals. What's successful about that? All right, back to the topic. <laughs> All right, so I was just going to let him go off because I'm just like, listen to me. Hey, no, no, you no, can't no, no, that no, question. no, no, Colin, Colin, don't do that. Get in the lottery. Bro, oh y'all can't get back to the second round. All right, let's, 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 so Chris, Ed, you gave your answer. Uh, to who, who you know, about... I'm going to switch it up now to Kyrie. You didn't get a chance to speak, Kyrie. So go ahead. What trade scenarios would you give that we... In order for us to get someone that would be at least close to value for Ben Simmons that can improve us and lead us to the NBA title? Well, me and Lars talk, talked about it, like, the day it happened. So I want to go ahead and agree with him with the Malcolm Brogdon thing. That uh, To me, too, that was the best, like, possible scenario, scenario for y'all. Malcolm Brogdon is a good floor general. Right. He's mature. He's old. Well, older. He's a good veteran president. He's been in the playoffs before. He has experience. He can shoot. He can score when he needs to. Mm. Like, he can rebound. He, he can defend. Like, yo, he could do everything that y'all could have needed him to done and fit in perfectly, bro. Perfectly. But I feel like you guys just had, like you were talking about, you guys just held on to his, his, his up, Ben Simmons upside too much. So I, I honestly don't see a, a trade in y'all favor happening at this point. The best thing I can honestly see is a trade in Toronto for like Kyle Lowry and probably like Gary Trent or something. Because they, if, if they make a trade with y'all, they're going to try to get uh, Tyrese Maxey or Thibault off y'all. It's going to happen. Okay. So I mean, if we, I would want to get a Tyrese Maxey, but you know, I mean, I mean, so Mark. <laughs> Mar, so what trade scenarios you feel like the Sixers, you know, could get that would be in their advantage or favor that allowed them to go to the NBA Finals or at least make it past the second round? To be honest, the only one that I really saw was Damian Lillard and the Malcolm Brogdon one. But let's be realistic. That Malcolm Brogdon one, I mean, not to be the dead horse, but, like, I said Malcolm Brogdon was all-star snow. Like, Malcolm Brogdon gets the job done. So, I mean, he had a better season than Ben Simmons, too, Miles. So, I mean, like, why not go for him? Or, like, but at this point, if y'all wouldn't take Malcolm Brogdon, I don't know what y'all are willing to take, and I don't know what y'all are willing to do to get rid of him. So, at this point, are y'all going to be desperate after losing the Malcolm Brogdon one, or are y'all still trying to keep your hopes up about this? Well, I mean, honestly, we that the way you see. I mean, I feel like we will honestly just hold Ben Simmons Obviously, he'll go into the summer with a, the mindset of at least, you know, building the confidence of being able to shoot because reports about him playing pickup or, you know, it, it's just, I guess, it's a matter of mental things, more of a mental thing, you know, the confidence. So hopefully he's able to build that back up. And then, you know, we could try and see what he does, you know, at least before the trade deadline, build up back his value and see if we could go on from there. But uh, same thing with Damian Lillard. You guys think of any trade scenarios for him in regards of that allow him? Not happening. Not happening. 
Okay. If anything, so, I mean, CJ I'm, getting traded, and I don't even see that. <laughs> they too stubborn, yo. They too stubborn. They're not going. They're not going to make the changes they need, yo. I'm telling you. Mm. They're trying to just do it with as in coaching. Like that's not no, that's not enough. It's not enough. Okay. Kyrie, I see you unmuted your mic. You got something to add before we end this off? I just I just wanted to entertain like some people saying that he's looking at the mix or whatever. I just wanted to say, oh my god, I'm just saying I'll give up. We said in the whole shit. Come on, now we wait till next year. I just wanted to entertain it. Yeah, we grab him. Wait till next year and grab at least two, one, two, like two, three other people. You feel me? We good. We good. Listen, that's what I'm with. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for RJ. Be nice. No, Julius. No. Hey, quickly, I can. IQ. No, they can all. go too. <laughs> Yo, if they if they want quickly, if they want the whole starting five, wow. let them go. Yeah, let right. them go. We take the season off. Then twenty twenty three, uh, two uh, free agency year is insane, and then we lit. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Well, we going. <laughs> we're gonna end this episode off with that. On that note. But that concludes episode 44 of the Extracted Zone podcast. Once again, thank you for all my fellow co-hosts. Thanks a lot, Chris, Mark, Kyrie, and Lodge. I really appreciate you guys every single time you guys coming on here. I appreciate the viewers and listeners who listen to us, whether it be on Anchor, Apple, follow us on Instagram. We really appreciate the support. We try to be consistent as possible. We all work. So we're really grateful for all the support and devotion you guys have shown us. So until the next episode, Enjoy the NBA Finals, stay blessed, and please stay safe.